Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live, doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts and Rob today. Colleen will be back tomorrow. It's just three minutes after your noon hour. Hopefully you're enjoying your lunch this Thursday, January 9th. Yesterday on our show. We broke the news that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were leaving the royal family. But kind of. Well, I mean, essentially, yeah. they're quitting their jobs as uh, official royals. And thanks, in no small part, to a listener who alerted us to that fact. So I just want to give kudos again to that listener and um, say how fun it is to break news live on the air, uh, especially with you guys having your keen eyes and ears on social media. We were uh, alerted to the announcement that was made yesterday, and we're still following that story. To recap, Holly, tell us what we learned yesterday and where we sit today. Okay, so yesterday afternoon, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, via their Sussex Royal Instagram account, announced that they were resigning from senior royal duties and that they wanted to move on and work to be financially independent. And they said that they hoped to work closely with Her Majesty the Queen, other members of the royal family, in pursuing this new venture. This new venture also means that they're going to be splitting time between the United Kingdom and North America. And they said that they're going to work on new charitable endeavors and then basically stay tuned for more. So that's where we are today. Yeah. Well... I should say that's where we were as of yesterday. Today... A lot has happened. And by a lot, I mean reaction from the world. Yes. And this, you know, I know there are some other stories going on in the world right now, but we don't talk about them here. Outside of those stories, we do talk about stories like this. And this story has rocketed around the planet. um, And we're going to talk about it throughout the day today. But as I've been thinking about this, and you and I have been talking about it, Holly, it appears that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle... Uh, have been battling two things. It's really a story of Meghan Markle. Let's just, can we call him like Hagen? I need a, 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 a like Hagen. Meghan and ha- Harry? Mary? Harry? Harry. Megan. I don't know. We just need a name because Harry, yes. Meghan, Meghan, and I always I do it wrong and do Mary and Hagen. Yeah. Anyway, so Hagen. Hagen. <laughs> when I think about this story, it seems like it's really two stories. One is Hagen versus the press, and the other is Hagen versus their family. Let's start with the press. So it appears that they were motivated in part to make this progressive new role for themselves as a response to what they felt like was evidenced by lawsuits, uh, unfair treatment from the British and world tabloid media. Right. Yeah. So 
just to catch you up, that back in November, uh, Harry and Macon announced a lawsuit against UK tabloids. And uh, they filed this suit specifically against the parent company of the Daily Mail tabloid, that company called Associated Papers. So their claim is of misuse of private information, infringement of copyright, and breach of the UK's Data Protection Act of 2018. Prince Harry also wrote a statement regarding this lawsuit against the British tabloids for a, quote, ruthless campaign against his wife. Harry went on to say uh, last year, I've seen what happens when someone I love is commoditized to the point that they are no longer treated or seen as a real person. He said, I lost my mother, Princess Diana, and now I watch my wife falling victim to the same powerful forces. So that was set up a couple of months ago. Now, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in their... FAQ section of their new Royal Sussex uh, website. Yeah. So we should just say, like yesterday when this announcement came out, we saw the Instagram post and we thought, huh, that's interesting. But yeah. oh, wait, there's more because very quickly after, like minutes, People Magazine went to press, which just means you know that they are coordinating hand and foot or hand and mouth, whatever analogy you want to use. Foot and mouth. Foot and mouth. Um, with, uh, you know, between this couple and People Magazine because People published this FAQ frequently asked questions list of all of these questions they knew reporters and peoples and individuals and including but not limited to we'll get to them the queen and his dad uh that is prince harry's dad um and everybody in the family apparently were learning about what the implications of this decision would be and some of those questions dealt with how they would deal with the media yeah very very accurate bradley so they lay out in detail prince harry and Meghan markle how they're going to handle media relations in the future, and they lay it all out there, and specifically they say they're no longer going to participate in the Royal Rota system. Well, we didn't really know much about this yesterday, but the Royal Rota system was established more than 40 years ago as a way of giving UK print and broadcast media exclusive inside access to the official engagements of members of the Royal Family. So this is a system in place in the UK where certain newspapers, certain publications have exclusive access to the Royal Family. Now I'm going to list off all of these uh, publications that participate in the Royal Rota system. The Daily Express, the Daily Mail, the Daily Mirror, Evening Standard, the Telegraph, the Times, and the Sun. Some of those legitimate newspapers, some of those tabloids. So the Duke and Duchess, they say they're no longer participating in that system, and uh, they want to, quote, reshape and broaden access to their work. So basically, what they're saying is, we're going to give a middle finger to the traditional uh, press. We want to be able to operate outside of the... We don't want to be bound by this old-timey obligation between the royal family and the establishment media. We want to live outside of that media ecosystem. In fact, it sounds like they want to create their own media ecosystem. Exactly, because they want to have their own media ecosystem via via social media. We know that the Sussex Royal Instagram account is very active and I would say is managed by Meghan Markle herself. Just looking at the syntax of the Instagram account, there's a lot of exclamation points. It's very American. Yeah. He has a lot of exclamation points. It's very au courant right now. Yes, it is. And so they are saying that they want to have their own 
essentially what they want to do is have their own version of the Royal Rota yeah, for give themselves. Us, give us the examples that they laid out, because they were very specific in who they were going to talk to versus the traditional media outlets part, that are part of that Rota system. Yeah, so they want to welcome accurate and honest media reporting, and they want to invite uh, up-and-coming journalists who have a strong open voice, essentially, uh, to cover Meghan and Harry. That's their words. You're well, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I'm not d- taking a direct but quote. Just the way that you're expressing it, it sounds very, um, I mean, it basically says we want people who will say what we tell them to say. Well, right. Well, and they're saying, now these are their direct words about the UK's royal correspondents who work via the Royal Rota. They're saying that they're regarded internationally as credible sources for both work of the members of the royal family and their private lives, and they're saying that that's a misconception. Harry and Meghan say that outright, and that they propel coverage that's carried by other outlets around the world, amplifying frequent misreporting. They're saying, regrettably, stories that may have been filed accurately by royal correspondents, the Daily Mail, are also often edited or rewritten by media editorial teams to present false impressions. That's their view what that says is, and what this is all part of, and again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Harry and Meghan leaving. Hagen, as we call them now. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Harry and Meghan leaving. They want to control everything. They want to control the narrative. This is about control. This is about power. This is about money. We're going to get to more of that as we go on. But really, when it comes to the press, it's clear that they want to have their own coterie of their own small group of dedicated um hmm, uh, repeaters, yes. if you want to call them that, people in social media and other upcoming journalists, which means yeah. people not attached to established media outlets that will parrot the things that they want them to say. So really, at the end of the day, and you, whatever motives you ascribe, whether you think that's right or wrong or however you feel about them individually, this is really about controlling their own story, which is a story that comes straight out of the United States. This is how celebrities communicate with the public today yeah. they control now we don't have as adversarial media out in fact i can't think of an adversarial tabloid media outlet that we have in the united states because when it comes to celebrity our tabloid media outlets are essentially hand in glove right with the celebrity people magazine um page tmz six. page six well page six is a little you know they they're willing at least to be a little acerbic or push pushbacky yeah well and i will say that all those tabloids that you just mentioned bradley they have special relationships with certain celebrities so they are going to take a particular point of view depending on what kind of relationships they have with the celebrity uh tmz people they have cozy relationships with the kardashians now people.com is the uh i would say the torchbearer for working hand in hand with celebrity pr teams meaning that if you work with people magazine more often than not they're going to have a good perspective or good point of view on you that's highly influenced by a celebrity's pr team but you're right in the 21st century it's instagram the celebrities are controlling their own narratives via social media and that's exactly what prince harry and Meghan markle want to do with their own idea of celebrity and the way that it's perpetuated across the world because then that basically allows them the ability to present whatever narrative they would like to the public to you know monetize the brand that was given to them and that they have been able to establish themselves with and now actually control in the form of a trademark, which we learned yesterday. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have trademarked Sussex Royal 
So they they essentially are trying to pull um, take back or not even take back take essentially take all of the different pieces of the of the machine that they've been a part of for themselves. Yes. Um, and sort of divest themselves from that institution. Now, let's talk about I said at the beginning that this really seems to be a story about Harry and Meghan versus the press. And and by the way, the press, and we can talk about this later, are completely pushing back. That is, the, the British tabloid media are not having any of this. It was Megan, uh, excuse me, Kate Middleton's birthday yesterday. And so there are like headlines like, crappy birthday. And they show these like sad faces of, of ah. Kate Middleton like in a car like, oh, my no. birthday's ruined by Harry and Megan. So the, the British tabloid media is not taking this lying down. Um, but I said also this story is about Harry and Meghan versus their family. Because the other reality with this story, Holly, of them creating a progressive new role, and even though saying they want to support the Queen and do all these things, they made this huge, huge decision public. They told everyone else first before their own family or yeah. at the same time, which just on a personal level, I mean, again, that's his brother. That's his father. That's his grandmother. You know, we focus a lot on the queen, but you've got all the other ancillary people in their lives that by all accounts anyway, and unless we hear different, it appears that he did not, they did not tell anyone. And that, that is a fascinating story to me because that says their relationship really is fraught. Yeah. yeah, the Royal Communications came out yesterday afternoon, and Bradley, you tweeted this out. Buckingham Palace's statement regarding Prince Harry and Meghan Markle resigning from their senior royal duties. Can I just read it? Because it just it says it all it's, right there. Yeah, it tells you everything by saying nothing. Exactly. Statement on discussions with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Discussions with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are at an early stage. We understand their desire to take a different approach. But these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. Translation, we didn't know what the heck they're doing, and we are not amused. Yeah. And that's a royal we. And actually, it's <laughs> huh? it's also just the entire royal family we. And, you know, people have said, you know, they're giving them the middle finger, and they're taking back their power, and they're doing the thing. And I'm like, but just think about the fact that this really is a family. Yeah. I know the family is also an institution, which is weird because there's not very many things like this. But at the end of the day, imagine yourself being in a position to essentially, you know, make your family look bad or at least not include your family in one of the most important decisions of your life. Yeah. Now, I, they may be justified in doing it. We can talk about that. But at the end of the day, it does indicate, does it not, that clearly there are tensions all these reports of you know um when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Issues between Harry and William have to be in somewhat, in some way, legitimate. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, look at that royal communications. You said it exactly, Bradley. It says everything by saying nothing. And I will say, Prince Charles yesterday uh, congratulated Kate Middleton on her birthday. Yes. Did not say anything about Harry and Meghan. No. So, again, there are official reasons and protocol reasons for why. But at the end of the day, there is a lot going on in this family that we're not privy to. Look, we were born at night. But not last night. Privy to in the privy chamber. Well, we will uh, continue to cover what's happening in the privy chamber uh, and uh, surrounding areas of Buckingham Palace and beyond with the royal family when we come back. Also, we've got a dirt alert with Elizabeth Reese right here on My Talk 107.1. Five questions, 30 seconds. You could win a prize, but only right now on the Colleen Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back. I'm Bradley Trainer along with... Holly Roberts, Rob at the keyboard this morning and afternoon. Uh, it's time to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30. We need a caller, though, don't we? Oh, gosh. Oh, nobody no, called? Rude. All right, so I'll let rude. Rob take over the phones and just remind you <laughs> that your job is to call. 651-641-1071. So, there's already someone on the oh, phone good. I think he's talking to, so now I don't have to Thank yell. Thank you. But... You guys, we've done this like a hundred million bazillion times. And we got a fabulous prize. And we've always got a fabulous prize. All right, let's uh, play that thirty-second pop culture challenge. Thirty-second pop culture challenge. Don't call because we got enough people. Thank you. Well, who All do right. we have on the phone today, Bradley? We have a Steve. Hi, a Steve. And what's Steve playing for? A Steve is a playing for a, a pair of my talk one oh seven one gloves. Steve, they're you're ready. Awesome. Smartphone friendly, by the way. You ready to what play the they're smartphone friendly. Oh uh, unbelievable. You ready to play the thirty second pop culture challenge? I am. All right, timer will begin after we ask the first question. Here we go. Jillian Michaels used to be a host on which reality competition series? Jillian Michaels. Um, Jillian Michaels. I don't know. Jillian. Zoe Deschanel. Jillian. Yes. Zoe Deschanel started. We didn't get it, but Zoe Deschanel will move on. Start on what Fox sitcom? I don't know. Who direct? Uh, who directed the movie Pulp Fiction? Quentin Tarantino. Billy Porter is currently a star on what FX series? Uh, uh the Bradley Trainer Show. No. <laughs> Guess again. I don't pass. Okay, the band BTS is from what oh, country? Steve, Bye, I'm Steve. sorry. You tried, Steve, and I appreciate the. Oh, oh gosh, he Steve was, was in a hurry a, to yeah, get off the phone. He was just ashamed. He couldn't even handle it. That's okay, Steve. Look. Okay, so let's go through. I think all the questions. Basically. Okay. All right. So, Jillian Michaels used to be a host on which reality competition series? The Biggest Loser. Zoe Deschanel starred on what Fox sitcom? Um, New Girl. Billy Porter is currently a star on which FX series? Pose. The band BTS is from what country? South Korea. Woo! Korea, not career. Yes. All right. Steve did not win the third. I don't know. There's some something floating around the air this segment. Steve did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge, but he can play again tomorrow, and so can you, but only at 1230 and only on the Colleen and Bradley Show. All right, let's move on to what is arguably one of our favorite segments of the show. It's time for Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the 
It's a segment where we solve hot celebrity gossip mysteries in the form of blind items. Bradley and very special guest Ryan from the Donna and Steve show are solving some gossip this afternoon. Hi, Ryan. Hot goss. Thanks for being with us, Ryan. Of course. I know Donna had a dishwasher thing she had to figure out, so... uh it's true. I have to fill in her place. I That's appreciate fine. the effort. Thanks for showing up. Of course. Up. And you pleasure. always do a great job well, when it's you. time to solve pop culture mysteries. Here's our first one. The former tweener turned A- slash B-plus list singer who just can't seem to get sober regardless of her declarations or tattoos texted a neighbor for coke. The neighbor didn't come through, and the singer now treats the neighbor like crap. Mm. Okay, so we're looking for a former tweener turned A minus B plus list singer. Yeah. I believe I know the answer. Okay. Shall I say the answer? I believe it is. Yes, of course. Is it uh, Miss Demi Lovato? Give yourself a ding. Ding, 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 ding. That was a very good guess. All right, so fill in the blanks. All right. So Demi Lovato can't seem to get sober. Regardless of her declarations or tattoos, well, Demi Lovato texted a neighbor for coke. The neighbor didn't come through. And now Demi Lovato treats the neighbor like crap. Mm. Well, Demi Lovato, she's working her thing. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. She's she had a rough go. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do another one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Blinded by the item. By the way, her tattoo are angel wings on her back. Oh. That uh, represent a, quote, rebirth in 2020. How big are they? The wings. Oh, I mean, it's a generous wing. When when people want to, you know, I mean, I think people can honor their, you know, life changes in any way they want. But like when I think of sobriety, for example, I've known, you know, as a sober person, I've known other sober people and they've gotten tattoos. And I think that's awesome for them. I could never do that because I'm always afraid of like doing something like that, putting something permanently on your body and then like feeling like the universe needs to prove a point. Oh, you don't, mm. you don't want to try you know I mean? the but universe. That's me. that's me. I know some people don't think about it that way, but so maybe she should have got on her chest rather than her back. So she would like know, a, see it more often. Just a little <laughs> reminder. Yes. I get what you're saying, but it'd look a little weird if you had wings on your boobs. Well, it's actually a, a woman being held up by strings being carried by doves. Oh, okay. That's oh. the tattoo. I would suggest if she wants a tattoo on her chest, Demi Lovato get a nice clipper ship. Do it old school. That's a very good tattoo <laughs> idea. Thanks for giving out tattoo ideas. <laughs> What's next? our next flight so item? Celebrity gossip mystery. A nice clipper ship. <laughs> this actress is ramping up the PR spend for 2020. The big online tabloid has been bought off. An illiterate actress is ramping up the PR spend for 2020. Yes, and this big... Illiterate, so her... Not illiterate. They can read. (laughs) She can read. She can read, but her first and last name start with the same letter. (laughs) And... (laughs) Okay, that helps. We learn things every day. Also, we got to think about a big online tabloid that's been bought off. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. is that TMZ? Ding for you. Ding. Oh, is and it a Kim Kardashian? No. Is it a Lindsay Lohan? No. Mm. Come on. Who's got to have a big PR spin in 2020? Meghan Markle! Uh, no. No. Oh, <laughs> come on. Why do you keep saying come on like I'm supposed to know? Think of, a, think of an actress 
whose first and last name starts with the same letter and who needs to have good PR in front of her because her 2020 is going to be messy. And she can read. Oh, it's going to be messy. Yeah, and she can read. Yes, I read. Lindsay Lohan. He just said that, Bradley. Ryan just said that. And no, come on, come on. Give me some kind of hint. Give me something to go on. There's a scandal going on with this person. There's a who's going who's got scandals in their life, Ryan. I uh, hope everyone is screaming at their I'm radios sure they right are. now. Um, Come on, that's all the what celebrity people scandal. Don't think about the illiterate thing. That's going to trip you up. Is it the college admission scandal? Oh, Lori Lofton. Thank you. Meaning, let's move right along, fellas. All right, so here is your blind item. Lori Laughlin is ramping up the public relations spend for 2020. TMZ has been bought off. So what does that mean? That means that they sent them a check and said, you better tell some good stories about us. Yes, because we're going to talk about this a little later on in the show. But here's a headline from TMZ that was published this morning. Lori 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 and Massimo wrote check payable to USC so sports department could, quote, feed the beast. So they're out there, TMZ, pushing these stories about Lori Laughlin that paint her and Massimo in that light. Like, well, we didn't really know what we were doing. Oh, okay, so they're trying to put it out there in the universe. There's a plausible, like, uh, there's a legal loophole. For, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so TMZ, we are on to you. And by the way, TMZ, we are on to you for some other things that we will get to later in the show. But they like to get bought off by celebrities on the oh. regular. Yeah. Whether it's the Kardashians. I want to know, though, do they, like, write checks? Because that seems, I don't know. What do they do? I don't know. The more you know. Okay, you got. Uh, we got time for one more. One more mystery. One more. one more celebrity gossip mystery for Bradley and Ryan to solve today. Now we did this blind item a couple of weeks ago. Okay, it has now been confirmed, oh. and we were wrong. Oh no! Here is your blind item. This older, permanent A-list, mostly movie actor who is an Oscar winner slash nominee is back with his granddaughter fetish thing. He's hooking up with a woman a fraction of his age, and Mm. she says she has to call him grandpa (laughs) during sex. Just talk about this yesterday. A little bit, but we were wrong, Bradley. We were wrong. We were wrong. We thought. Now I got to remember because I have bad recall. But the grandpa thing was uh, De Niro. Yeah, we were wrong. So it's not De Niro. It's not Robert Morgan De Niro. Freeman. <gasps> Ding, Brad. Yes. Okay. It's sad that I knew that. Wow. It's really sad. Let me fill the blank for you. Morgan Freeman is back with his granddaughter fetish thing. Morgan Freeman hooking up with a woman a fraction of his age. And she says she has to call Morgan Freeman grandpa during sex. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. That just really hurts. I hope he doesn't narrate during sex either. Oh, okay. be oh or at least he doesn't oh. want to be asking to call, be called God. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, All just, the options are wretched. Touch any, any of those. Good. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us for Blinded by the Item. You're so welcome. You did oh. a tremendous job. You actually got the first uh, blind item correct today. So I got don't leave unadorned with winnings. Okay. You can hear Ryan, of course, from the Donna and Steve show from 9 to noon. And when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, and Holly, thank you for those blind items today. It is a strange day for a number of reasons, but when I want to see a Quentin Tarantino movie, you know something's wrong. Also, Holly 
wants to hang out with Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. I don't know why, but we'll find out when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. You know it is a strange day when I want to see a Quentin Tarantino movie and when Holly wants to hang out with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. What? What? Well, we'll find out why in just a moment, but good morning and afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Colleen will be back tomorrow. We've been talking about Harry and Meghan leaving um, all day, yes, since yesterday. I mean, it's all really we've been chewing on, but we're going to chew on a different story for a moment and because um, I think this is hilarious. So I, I saw this story and I said, well, here is one reason why I will now allow myself to go see a Quentin Tarantino film. I'm going to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know you may not know this about me, but I don't really care for Quentin Tarantino movies because, like, I'm just, I'm easy, uh, simple, whatever you want to call it. I don't like all the, like, just random violence in his movies. Yeah, there's a lot of it's violence. It's unsettling to me. And a lot of swears. And I'm a weak person when it comes to, like... Gore? Gore. Yeah. So I kind of avoid them. And I also have this this bias about Quentin Tarantino where I think he's like he's the dude that thinks he's like figured it all out and these idiots in the world don't really know what it's you know right. what it's all about but I'm going to show them in my artsy fartsy kind of way yeah, but, but his, that's a bias that's yeah. a bias I get it but when I saw this story I said okay Quentin for you for this story I will watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and here is an audio tidbit Explaining in part why I'm willing to go see a Quentin Tarantino film. Uh-oh. Either I mixed the Elvis list with the wedding list, or everyone in Max's family appeared on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> Who cares already? Let's just do it. <laughs> Okay, so what you what? hear there are a bunch Bradley. of Elvis impersonators on an episode of The Golden Girls. I was like, we are, what? Okay. Now, so, what is that? What does an episode of The Golden Girls have to do with Quentin Tarantino? What does it have to do with Quentin Tarantino? He's one of those Elvis impersonators on that episode of The Golden Girls. And it was a very special episode. Well, it wasn't a very special episode, but it's the episode where Sophia gets married to Max. Her, uh, you know, it's a long story. Anyway, it was a two-parter. <laughs> it was a two-parter. And because it was a two-parter, he ended up getting, like, double royalties for that, for appearing in that episode sure. as an extra. Because um, he plays one of several. Again, just to paint the scene, in that Golden Girls scene, it's a wedding for Sophia. And instead of all the guests at the wedding, there's a bunch of Elvis impersonators, of which Quentin Tarantino is one. Cute. And he said in this story that I read that he credits... That episode of Golden Girls with starting his career because the residual checks he got from that two-parter were enough to sustain him during a time when he was just trying to get his first film project off the ground. And so it's those checks that allowed him to do the work that he really wanted to do. Because then he got to write the screenplays probably for movies like Reservoir Dogs. It was Reservoir Dogs. True Romance, all those early. Okay, I like this reasoning, Bradley. So that means you're maybe a little open to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. I mean, I just feel a, a special, open. a special, you know, a little bit of a special feeling for Quentin Tarantino because of this story. Oh. 
And it's delightful. He's also just a bad Elvis impersonator. If you watch, he's in the back row, and he's just doing, like, one move over and over he's again. He's like, shaking a hip or, and like, Quentin Tarantino doesn't really look like Elvis, but whatever. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's neither hither nor thither. Well, I think that of all the Quentin Tarantino movies, Bradley, I, I think I've What's seen most favorite? of them. Because I know, Holly, you have to be kind of an auteur. Yeah. You have to be kind of a fan of, of uh, Quentin Tarantino's. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Heady, thoughtful, cerebral, cartoonish movies. No? You know, I got I have some beefs with Quentin Tarantino movies. I'll tell you my big beef about them. Big beef it, and cheddar. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm Arby's. Quentin Tarantino, his movies. Uh he does the he's like the ultimate fanboy where yes. and he likes to do this thing where he makes his movies based off of references from past movies. Quentin Tarantino has an encyclopedic knowledge for cinema history, and he likes to incorporate a lot of that stuff in his movies in a way that's just basically stealing and lifting. There's It's one thing to pay homage to something, but then he just wholeheartedly lifts things from other movies. For example, in Reservoir Dogs, the names of the characters in Reservoir Dogs are directly taken from the movie The Taking of Pelham 123, which is a movie from back in the day with Walter Matthau, Robert Shaw. You should watch it. It's incredible. But he just does things like that. You're just like, okay. And the cartoonish violence, okay. But I think of all the Quentin Tarantino movies, Bradley, you'll enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's a vibe movie. You just sit there and you watch it for two and a half hours. Not a lot of violence in it. It gets violent at the end. But you just hang out with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. And do you feel like it was a like uh, a quality film? I mean, did you yeah. appreciate the film on some level? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that movie makes me want to hang out with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, which you can okay. for two and a half So yeah, hours. we said at the beginning of this segment that it's a strange day when uh, you want to hang out with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. What made you have this particular vibe? I want to vibe out Brad with Brad Pitt and you, all the Brads. And Leonardo DiCaprio. This all comes I'm from. I'll let you. You you guys have your alone time. Okay. Okay. Thank you. But I don't want anything to do sexual with these guys. Okay. Good. Has Thanks for nothing... clarifying because you did say vibe out, and I didn't know what that meant. No, I think that we have Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio all wrong. The way that Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are depicted as sex symbols. No. 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 Not interested in that. I want to vibe out with these guys because I was listening to the WTF podcast last night with Mark Marin. It's a great celebrity interview podcast. Well, Mark Marin interviewed Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio after a screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. They're so cool. They're just dudes who like to hang out and watch TV and shoot the crap and be all weird. Brad Pitt, he's like, my happy place is watching the sitcom Marin, which is the show that Mark Marin starred on. He's like, man, I just love this. This is great. And then they're just sitting there talking about movies and talking about life and doing whatever. It's like, no, I'm not interested in these guys as sex symbols. I'm interested in these guys as just... These two dudes hanging out on the couch. Let's talk about... 
Um, you were talking about off the air when we were talking about this earlier, his weird Leo's dinosaur bone collection. Well, yes, because here's my theory on Leonardo DiCaprio. Didn't he have to give back his like one particular dinosaur because it, he shouldn't have been able to have it or something? There may be a story like that. I do remember a story where there was a bidding war between some dinosaur bones and Leonardo DiCaprio on one end and Nicolas Cage on the other. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio, a big collector of Hollywood memorabilia. Brad, I think you could come hang out with me and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio because he has some immense treasures from Hollywood history that he likes to hang on to. But he doesn't talk about this stuff that much. And in this podcast, you get to hear that side of these guys, of their celebrity. And what I would argue is a pretty authentic way. So I'm ready to hang out guys and leonardo dicaprio i know you are waiting to go full marlon brando you gotta you gotta oh, freak, you can you just gotta feel it on you. his face i yes. uh, when i saw him at the golden globes we're talking about brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio when i saw leonardo dicaprio at uh the golden globes i you you look at him and there's even something in his voice the way he talks where i'm like he is five seconds away and i said that to jamie he is five seconds away from full marlon brando oh, i can't wait until late he un- unzips his leo suit and out comes big old late stage marlon brando to hang out with could have been a contender anyways go listen to the wtf podcast with mark Marin for the full brad pitt leo interview i think that you will be amused by it and stay listening to us because when we come back it is a weird day we're about to tell you why we're in love with kim kardashian and that's strange i don't know how i feel come back have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.